letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Monday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include some last-minute negotiations at the Capitol, remembering Viking legend Bud Grant, and another day of some smoky air in the Twin Cities. We'll start in St. Paul, where today's the last day of the legislative session. Susie Jones reports on what was accomplished over the weekend. Democrats have taken full advantage of having control of the House and Senate this session as they prepare to approve the largest budget in state history. So far, they have passed bills that will invest billions of dollars in education, construction projects, and new government programs, while also raising some taxes. But Republican leaders say they've basically been shut out of all decision-making. Senate Minority Leader Mark Johnson told WCCO's Blois Olson on the Sunday Take that... I don't think you'll find a session where there's been more party-line votes going, going throughout the whole session, which is so disappointing. We represent, Senate Republicans represent nearly 49% of the state, and we have been shut out consistently over and over and over. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. With the Minnesota legislature completing its work ahead of tonight's midnight adjournment deadline, lawmakers are looking back on a session that, for the first time in decades, was controlled by the Democratic majority. Republican House Minority Leader Lisa Damoth telling WCCO's Chad Hartman Minnesotans have been taken for a ride. We have had a $17.5 billion surplus going into this legislative session. Minnesotans were looking for some of that money to come back to them. And instead, that money is not coming back to them. And all of us are going to face higher taxes to the tune of over $9 billion higher than it was before. I'm Mark Fry. That gas tax taking many by surprise, it would add a 5% increase over the current rate of 28.5 cents per gallon by 2027. It was not part of the governor's original budget and was included late in the game, WCCO radio political analyst Blois Olson on with Vanita Sockhart. I think the coming out of nowhere is one of the things that people are going to scratch their head. Um, and I asked Senator Frentz about that yesterday, and you know he said, look, the gas tax has been talked about for a long time. Well, it wasn't talked about in this session, and even Governor Walls said... He didn't, it wasn't his idea, even though he ran for it, uh, ran on a gas tax five years ago. Olson says lawmakers are expected to finish up work on the health, finance, and policy bill and the Keeping the Nurses at the Bedside Act. Minnesota hospital administrators are sounding the alarm as the legislature is expected to pass a bill that would require them to maintain certain staffing levels for nurses and patients. Dr. Rahul Kurani is president and CEO of the Minnesota Hospital Association and believes it will force the closure of many rural hospitals. There's a hospital up in Ely that said they had 30 to 40 patients that came in over the Mother's Day weekend. Had this bill been law, they would have had to turn those patients away and all the hospitals in the state would be dealing with the same constraints. Where would those patients go? Meanwhile, nurses are celebrating the move. Wendy Walls on the board of the Minnesota Nurses Association. It's so exciting, and nurses are just feeling like it is such a gift after the pandemic with all of the things that we've been through, that the legislature is standing with us and saying, hey, we know that you have a license, we know you care about patients, and we are going to give you the voice that you need. Governor Tim Walls is expected to sign the Keep the Nurses at the Bedside Act sometime this week. 
This is Laura Oaks. Police say two juveniles are in critical but stable condition following a shooting in Savage last night. It happened around 8 p.m. in Riverbend Park, the same general area where another shooting incident occurred earlier this year. It's not clear what led to the shooting and police have not released any other details. Anyone with information is asked to call Savage Police. Sentencing today for a man who pleaded guilty to killing a Central High School basketball star. 23-year-old Xavier Ball faces a maximum sentence of 40 years after pleading guilty last month to one count of intentional second-degree murder. Investigators say he shot and killed 21-year-old Dion Ford on March 31, 2022, as Ford walked to his car. Ford broke the 1,000-point mark as a varsity basketball player at St. Paul's Central High School before playing basketball at Casper College in Wyoming. A co-defendant in the case was sentenced to 25 years in prison earlier this year. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Members of the People of Color and Indigenous Caucus are celebrating their accomplishments of the session, reflecting on some of the reasons behind their growth. I think we're just all a little overwhelmed, absolutely giddy with the work that has been done here. DFL State Senator Mary Kunish and her colleagues reflecting on a session they say will make life better for people of color and other marginalized communities. DFL State Representative Cedric Frazier. We know that when we have better educational outcomes, we have better communities. We know that when we have health equity, we have better community. We know that when we have public safety and criminal justice reform, we have better communities. Representative Jamie Becker-Finn adding that they certainly got a lot of work done. We did it by ensuring that we were focused on inclusivity and breaking down the systemic barriers that black and brown Minnesotans face here every day. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Recent attacks on Twin Cities mosques are bringing community members together. More than 100 people gathered outside the Tahid Islamic Center as part of a solidarity rally yesterday. It was heavily damaged in a suspected arson last week, making it the sixth suspected mosque attack this year. Jelani Hussein's executive director of Care Minnesota and says it'll cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to rebuild. Our community is feeling overwhelmed under-resourced and under attack. State lawmakers have set aside money to install security cameras at places of worship, prompting Muslim leaders to lobby for more. If you see a turtle in Minneapolis, the Park and Recreation Board would like you to report it. Report a turtle is an online form where residents can upload their reported sightings of turtles within the city. Manager of Environmental Education for the Parks, Mary Lynn Pulsher, says Minneapolis is home to several species. We've got a ton of painted turtles, we've got a lot of snapping turtles, and then we actually have a lot of soft-shell turtles in the lake. In 2021, dead turtles accounted for 10% of all reported sightings. Pulsher says the ultimate goal is to increase safety in turtle habitats. So the information that we're finding based on what people have submitted is we can do a better job of providing turtle habitat. Information gathered from the program directly impacts plans for future habitat adaptation projects. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Family, friends, and Minnesota Vikings legends turned out in droves to remember their favorite head coach, Hall of Famer Bud Grant, at U.S. Bank Stadium yesterday. Mike Grant remembered his father as the most recognizable sports figure in Minnesota sports. We fully realized we shared our dad with the people of the upper Midwest. He loved his country. He loved the people of Minnesota and the states that surround us. Bud Grant died back in March at the age of 95. Once again, there's a smoky haze blanketing the Twin Cities today. But WCCO Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas says he doesn't think smoke will be an issue all summer. Today, more smoke, not as bad as it was last week. 
Uh, we had those couple of days last week where it was really bad, and it looked like fog out there. It's not going to be that bad today because we don't have any rain bringing that smoke down to the surface. But I think there will be some uh, patchy smoke out there the next couple of days. Everything is interconnected. We're seeing bigger fires starting earlier in the season out west, and we just happen to be downwind of all those fires. In this case, the fires are coming from Alberta and Saskatchewan. If you're planning to plant a vegetable garden this spring, we have some information that may help you decide exactly when to plant. University of Minnesota horticulturist Dr. Mary Meyer says planting too soon can be hazardous to your crop. Because the chilling effects are really noticeable on tropical crops. Uh, you can actually set back your plants if they're chilled. And chilling isn't freezing. Chilling is in the, the 40s and 50s. Meyer says the Minnesota Ag Department keeps track of current soil temperatures throughout much of Minnesota, so you can check their website to see what it looks like in your area. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.